Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. Hope you're having a great day. We're having a beautiful, sunny, cold day here in Romania. It's quite nice. I hope you're having a good day and some nice weather wherever you are located. Today we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. Last week we looked at a message from chapter 3 entitled, The Confusion Caused by Sin. This week, we will look at a message from chapter 4 called The Bride of Christ. I hope you are enjoying these messages from the book of Isaiah. So today, we will look at the Bride of Christ. Chapter 4 begins by showing how terrible the battle was in chapter 3, verses 25 and 26. There will be so few men left after that battle that there will be a ratio of seven women to one man. The judgment of God is a fearful thing to behold. But there is good news in chapter 4. The Lord will not judge forever, nor will he forsake his people. In this day, after the chastisement, the Lord will come to heal and cleanse his people. Israel will be a glorious and holy people unto the Lord. In this passage, Israel is God's people. In the Bible, often they are called his wife. For us, as New Testament believers, we are part of the church, Jesus' body, his bride. In Isaiah chapter 4, we find a picture of how we are seen in the eyes of God as the bride of Christ. Let's read Isaiah chapter 4, the entire chapter, verses 1 through 6. And in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel." And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion, and he that remaineth in Jerusalem, shall be called holy, even every one that is written among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem for the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning." And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night, for upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat, and for a convert from storm and from rain. So for today, we will look at this chapter as a type of the bride of Christ. First today, Christ's bride has escaped the wrath of God. Look at verse 2. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely from them that are escaped of Israel. Notice that these people have escaped the wrath and judgment of God. 
Even so, with a bride of Christ, which is all New Testament believers, they will not face the wrath of God. You do not have to worry about that. God will remove us before his wrath comes. This is because we have an advocate, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we shall be saved from wrath through Christ. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. There is a time of wrath coming upon this earth. But if you are God's child, you will be delivered from that wrath. Again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11 tell us this. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. The wrath of God will one day come upon the children of disobedience. People who have rejected the gospel, who have rejected Jesus as their Savior. As children of God, we have obeyed the gospel and therefore will not face the wrath of God. Colossians chapter 3 verses 6 and 7. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. And then one more passage about this, Romans chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. But after thy hardness and impotent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons with God. So Christ's bride has escaped the wrath of God. Second today, Christ's bride is holy. Let's read Isaiah chapter 4, verse 3. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy, even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem. Christ's bride is called holy. Here on earth, our soul is 100% holy. Once we receive a new body, we will also have a body that is 100% holy. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 23 tells us we are waiting for our body to be redeemed. While we are waiting for our body to be redeemed, we are commanded to live a holy life. Why? Because God is holy. We that are part of the body of Christ, or his bride, will be part of the first resurrection, and we will be holy. Let's read a few passages about being holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Again, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. To whom coming, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And then it continues in verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. If you are a child of God today, if you put your faith and trust in Christ alone to save you, then you will be part of this first resurrection, and you are holy in the eyes of God. Number three today, Christ's bride is written among the living. Let's read Isaiah chapter 4, verse 3. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion, and he that remaineth in Jerusalem, shall be called holy, even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem. We are no longer dead in our sins. Our name is written in the book of life. What a blessing it is to know that my name is known by God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's read Philippians chapter 4, verse 3. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Christ's bride is written among the living. God knows your name. Number four today, Christ's bride is washed from the filth of her sin. Isaiah chapter four, verse four. When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and shall purge the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. As the bride of Christ, all our sins and filth have been washed away. We are now a clean and spotless bride. This has come to pass by Jesus taking our judgment. Let's read Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 and 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of a lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. 
And to her it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Most people in this world think they are clean or holy enough to enter into the gates of heaven and into the presence of God. But man, even in his best condition, is not pure enough. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 12, the Bible tells us there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. When we become part of the body of Christ, he washes us, he cleans us. Yes, our feet, which is a picture of our flesh, may get dirty as we walk through this world, but we are clean inside, which is our soul. Let's read John chapter 13, verses 8 through 10 that show us this. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. We were once dirty with sin, but now we are washed. We are now clean. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of His power. What a wonderful verse. We are washed. We are sanctified. We are justified right now. At this moment, if you are God's child, you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. And that is how God sees you. And that is how we are as the bride of Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So Christ's bride is washed from the filth of sin. Next today, Christ's bride is full of the presence of the Lord. Let's read Isaiah chapter 4, verse 5. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. In verse 5, we have a picture of the pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. This led the children of Israel in the wilderness. It also showed where the Lord dwelt. Let's read Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 and 22. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. As the bride of Christ, we have his presence with us continually through the Holy Spirit. He is a light that guides us and comforts us in the wilderness of this world. Not only that, but we have the Lord with us always through the Holy Spirit. 
Numbers chapter 14, verse 14. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of a cloud, and in a pillar of fire by night. John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Just as this cloud and fire never left the children of Israel, so also the bride of Christ is full of the presence of the Lord, and he will be with you. He will not leave you. Let's read one more verse, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. What a blessing it is to know the Lord will not forsake us. Sixth and last for today, Christ's bride has a refuge. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 6, And there should be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat, and for a place of refuge, and for a convert from storm and from rain. This verse shows the tabernacle as a picture of a safe place, a refuge from the heat and storm. Let's read Psalms chapter 62, verse 7 and 8. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Christ is our refuge. We have nothing to fear because Jesus is our hope and refuge. Hebrews chapter 16 verses 17 through 20. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutality of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So Isaiah chapter 4 is a picture of the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ has escaped the wrath of God. The bride of Christ is holy. The bride of Christ is written among the living. The bride of Christ is washed from the filth of her sin. The bride of Christ is also full of the presence of the Lord. And last, the bride of Christ has a refuge in the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope this lesson on Isaiah chapter 4 was a help and blessing. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day.